Hello, and welcome back to Two Feet Apart with me, your host, P.G. Patra. I'm really excited for today's guest as she is someone that is in the industry for storytelling. And if you've been listening to the season, you know what it's about, you know that it's all around the concept of the importance of storytelling and owning your story. So I'd like everyone to say hi to Vanessa Rampel. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Yes, like you mentioned, my name is Vanessa, and I am a mom of three kids, two dogs. I'm a wife. I uh, am a content creator, and uh, I'm the host of a TV show on Rogers called Her Stories, where I share female stories. Um, I also share female stories on my website, stories from women all around the world, um, stories of strength and struggle and perseverance. And I'm a connector. I like connecting women. I like inspiring women. I think I'm a lot of different things. (laughs) That's amazing. What is your opinion? So, you know, when you're trying to kind of introduce yourself and your job title, it can always be a little bit tricky. Some people say influencer. How do you differentiate? How do you feel about that word? I know a lot of people find it cringy. Uh, Yeah, I don't love that word. I think maybe because I've heard it for so long in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it didn't bother me. But now, as it's like sat in our world for some time, I think everybody is an influencer to some degree. And everybody Mm -hmm. influences people by the choices they make when they share. So I don't think one person, I mean, maybe if you have a bigger following on social media, you're deemed like an influencer. I don't love the term. I don't know. (laughs) That's totally fair. I always just like to ask people's opinion when they work in the space, because some people are like, yes, that's totally what I am. And other people are like, no, it's a content creator. And I totally respect that. And yeah, yeah, that's the one that I would choose too, if I was in that space. If you let it influence you great if not <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um and do you find it hard balancing that with the other titles wife mom kind of all of those things uh you know not really because i think if you are just yourself on all your platforms and you're really genuine it kind of just all flows together so no not anymore <laughs> no Do you have any advice for someone that might be struggling to kind of find the balance but wants to pursue work in that field? Yeah, I think my biggest advice would be to only represent things that you truly feel uh, you would use, you believe in. Don't do things just for money. I mean, I know at the end of the day, it's business and There's often always a way to tie something into your life, but I think you just really need to be true to you and your Mm -hmm. own voice. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's so important. You can't, you know, preach these things that you don't practice. And people are smart. They smell it a mile away and nobody wants that, right? So I would, so I so much more appreciate when someone generally, like genuinely tells me about their experience with something. Mm Mm-hmm. So you'd rather see a review that's like, meh, this was kind of fine, but I'm going to try it again than be like, yeah, this was awesome off the yeah. bat. And yeah. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing. If you want to like a little tidbit, there are companies that when you work with it, you're not allowed to say if you didn't like it. So it's like, mm-hmm. this is like prearranged, right? It's going to be prearranged. Oh, absolutely. You're generally going to say you're going to like it. But I just, that, so that's why I feel you, you really got to believe in what you're pushing. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. 
total sense. Um, is what you're doing now what you wanted to do when you were younger? It's a version of what I wanted to do when I was okay. Younger. My ultimate dream in life when I was younger was to be an actress and you know to be on SNL, do comedy. Like acting was my dream from mm -hmm. when I was really really young, and. So I think what I'm doing now definitely fills that part of myself because I yeah. like to do a lot of humorous skits and personality stuff and videos. So I think I have the best of both worlds now because I have the family life and I'm really grounded, but I also get to still kind of use those chops. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Did you ever end up pursuing acting in any sort? I did for a while after high school and I went to LA and New York and I did lots of like showcases and I did some student projects and a couple commercials, nothing major. And to be honest, I found it a real struggle financially, emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, it was fun, but I was watching all of my friends go to university and get these great jobs and start making a great living. And I had already struggled a lot in my childhood. So to continue struggling in my 20s I just I couldn't do it I mm -hmm. I had to, I ended up getting a job and uh working in corporate sales and advertising for a long time just because I just the struggle was too much for me absolutely yeah. yeah yeah it always seems like you know it might be easy for some people and then you hear these background stories of these people that persevered through so much just I to know. make it I have so much respect for those people because it you know I, I, there are, I wish I had not given up because I think it's, you just, it takes time and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of no's to get to the yeses. And I wish I hadn't given up on that dream, but I feel fortunate in a way that I was able to fulfill it and find it in another way. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so what are challenges that you face now in the role that you're currently in? Well, I think being a parent and having three mm -hmm. kids, time is always the issue. There's never it feels like there's never enough time in the day to do all the things I want to do or to create the stuff I want to create or so I yeah. think time really is the issue. Absolutely. Yeah. There, it sometimes just seems like there's never enough. Right. Never enough. And never then you have enough. fantastic ideas. And then I don't like for me, it slips away into the abyss unless I write it down too. <laughs> me too. That's why I'm taking notes as we go. I'm like, hold on, Patrick, remember all this. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. So one thing I noticed when I follow your social media is that you often talk about things about your relationship with your husband and kind of keeping things alive and well kind of in, in that aspect. What advice do you have for other people that maybe are having trouble finding that balance, but, you know, not realizing the importance of that as well? Because mm -hmm. I totally like, I'm like, that is goals. I respect yeah. that so much. You know what I think one of the things was is that we met each other in our late 20s so we mm -hmm. didn't get married early I was in my 30s when we got married so I had had enough experience with people who were not <laughs> for me which was good and yeah. then I also think that my husband and I both and I don't want to sound cheesy or annoying but have a deep appreciation for each other like daily gratitude on what each of us brings to the table and mm -hmm. I mean, we definitely have our slip ups and our moments where we're like, we're not on our best behaviors with each other, but it's not often. And we just, yeah, we're just really grateful for each other. We're both really grateful for our life. Like there's a lot, we live in gratitude every day for what we have. Like we do not take for granted anything. And we often say to each other, like, 
look what we have, like these three kids, like you have a good job, like we have a great home, like we're just lucky and, and we know that and we just don't ever want to lose it. Either of us, we're terrified to lose it and mm -hmm. I just think we don't take each other for granted. I also think the other thing is, it's like we are deeply in love with each other and yeah. that's, you know, it's important to have that, like you need that love because if even if we had nothing, I know we'd still be good together, you know? Mm -hmm. So That's incredible. lots of cuddling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Do you use things, um, you know, such as like your love languages and stuff like that? Or is it just like a totally intuition? You know, I think that I saw an episode, I don't know if it was Oprah or Dr. Phil, and this one thing really resonated with me. And so mm -hmm. when we do have issues, we always say it like this. When you do this, it makes me feel like this. Because... Yes. Sometimes he will do things and has no idea what, how it's making me feel. It's like a trigger for my past or makes me feel like invalidated, but mm -hmm. that's not his intention and vice versa. So that's definitely a language piece we use if there are issues and then easily it's resolved because it's like, well, of course I don't want to make you feel like that. And, you know, but mm -hmm. I think that's, other than that, it just kind of flows. That's like, awesome. Yeah. I think to be honest, our marriage isn't that hard. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And then so, I failed at a lot of things in life. But <laughs> right. There you go. That's good. That's good. Um, so in terms of, you know, this conflict resolution with him and you've kind of, you've got this phrase down pat, which is really awesome. I was listening to, I believe it was a podcast. If I can find it, I'll link it in the show notes below, but they were discussing how, you know, parents often will fight in front of the kids and, you know, some try not to, but kids always get a hint of it but oftentimes they make up behind closed doors and so kids don't learn this conflict resolution is that something that you guys do or is it are you a behind closed doors let's talk about this so kind interesting of thing? question because that's one thing where my husband and I are quite different on he grew mm -hmm. up in a very peaceful Mennonite home like non-conflict oh really uh, yeah, and I come from crazy, like, <laughs> all the time, getting yelled at. Like, my parents were loud. Mm -hmm. They fought all the time in front of us, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably why I was drawn to his personality, because he's very calm. Like, I mm -hmm. think I've heard him raise his voice, like, four times in our life. So That's crazy. However, I raised my voice 100%. And, like, mm -hmm. he, his rule when we first started having kids was, we'll never fight in front of the kids. And I started with that rule. But the reality mm -hmm. is, sometimes you do. And, Absolutely. and, and it was hard for him because he never really saw that with his parents, but I did. And it's, I, I agree. I think it's important for kids to see conflict and see the resolution and still mm -hmm. see that the love is still there mm -hmm. and it's real life. So, I mean, I don't recommend or advocate for constant screaming in front of your kids and inappropriate oh, no. fights and that kind of thing. But if yeah. they see a tip here, there is some tension and the way you resolve it. I think that's a good example. Yeah, I think that's really important. And, you know, thinking back on it now, and I never really reflected on it until now, my parents were the definitely, you know, they waited until we were out of the house at a friend's house or something to kind of talk it out and resolve that. And so it was tools that I had to learn in like therapy and, you know, trials with friends growing up and that kind of stuff. So I think it's important that people kind of show both sides of it instead of oh, you only parents. see us fight or yeah <laughs> that's big I'm too fiery for that like I can't keep my mouth shut sometimes <laughs> oh no we would hear them fight sometimes oh. but we just wouldn't always hear the resolution and oh, don't okay. get me wrong sometimes you don't want to hear the resolution but 
um, you know, just hearing them talk it out wasn't something that we were actively like in tune with. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So your three kids, how old are your kids? So I have a four-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old. Oh, wow. I feel like when I first kind of was introduced to you in the space, you had like a fresh baby. I know I did. And now she's turned four. That's it's crazy. Fast it goes, honestly. I, and people that newborns get so annoyed hearing that because you're so tired. And like, <laughs> but now she's four and there it is. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. I know. I'm just thinking back and I'm just remember those little squishy pictures <laughs> and I can't even, I love I it. Know, it's edible. <laughs> How do you incorporate having kids with being a content creator? Do you keep it separate? Do you kind of involve them a little bit? So when I first started out in that space, they were entrenched in it. Like it was about Mm -hmm. them. The whole conversation was about being a mom and kids and the different phases and the products we use. And then I, it was like, I started, I mean, four and a half years in, I had a total aversion to sharing them. And it was like Mm -hmm. the kind of more popular we got, the more protective I got. And I got, I felt really strange about sharing them and I really didn't want to do that anymore. And so there was definitely a period of time where I did not share them at all and, or mm-hmm. in anything. But now as they're getting older and, you know, they're aware of social media, they're in it here and there and they think it's funny and cute and they're okay with it. And I feel like it's okay because I, they give permission or they don't and then they're not mm-hmm. in something. Um, and I'm cautious of how much I do it. And I don't share too much. I don't share about like details of their lives ever or yeah. their personal situations. I don't like sharing that, but you'll see their face here and there kind of thing. Okay. And yeah. so when you're doing like these skits and stuff, do you find I haven't, I've honestly been like just kind of coasting on social media. Do you usually involve the kids in those? Are they around parenting? Like, is it more just kind of authentic to who you are outside of being me, a mom? My experience. Yeah. You might see a, a head pop up or a dance. <laughs> Generally, yeah. My, my, yeah. So one thing I really admire about you is that you're very, as long as I've known you since you've had that squishy baby, you've been very like good in your own kind of like whole in your own. And how do you kind of navigate that while balancing these other things? Thank you. Do you mean good in my own self? Like how I feel about myself? Yeah. Just, you always seem like you're very kind of true to yourself. You're not lost in, oh, I'm only a mother. You're like, I'm a mother and this. And I've noticed that you've kind of always been good at maintaining that from what I can tell. I think I have like a good amount of Mm self-love, you know, like I think I really, from the journey that I've had, like I really, I love my kids so much and I love my husband, but I also love me and I love I'm passionate about the things I like and I know what makes me feel good and makes Mm -hmm. me my best self. And so I just, I won't give those things up because I feel like I need to do what I need to do to be my best for everybody else and for myself. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I prioritize myself for sure. So good. What's advice that you would give to your younger self now? Oh, you're way smarter than you think you are. (laughs) (laughs) I questioned my intelligence a lot when Mm -hmm. I was younger, you know, and like, you know, I, I think because I looked up to adults too much and I Mm -hmm. thought adults had the answers. And now that I am an adult, I realize all the adults who were surrounding me, most of them had 
no clue. None. And I think, and I, and I was told often that I wasn't smart by certain people in my life. So I grew up thinking that I, I wasn't capable of certain things. And then like, it like clicked at a certain point in my life that I was like, wait a second. No, I am smart enough. I can do this. And then yeah. I was like, no stopping me after that. Yeah. That's the best realization ever. You're like, I can do whatever I want, basically. Totally. But when you're a kid having negativity around you and people suppressing you, it's hard, it's hard to find that in yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of plant that in your kids' minds, knowing that now um, and knowing that that's something you would tell your younger self? You know, that's probably something you incorporate into your parenting, uh, your parenting, even if it's like subconscious. Is there a specific way that you kind of remind them? Uh, they have this? Totally. I would say almost on a daily basis to the point that I probably annoy them. They <laughs> tell them how much, how great they are, how yeah. capable they are, and how much I love them to the point where I think it's annoying sometimes, but I'm just terrified. I do not want my children to not know their potential and not mm-hmm. know that they can do anything, like whatever it is, they can do it. There's no reason why yeah. somebody else can do it and you can't. And I need them to know that they are so loved every day. So I think I'm probably overcompensating, but I love it (laughs) every day. I love it. It's so good. Is there like one particular challenge you face often with this, like just within yourself? Um, I think it's sometimes I have those flickers still of like, oh, should I do this? Is this too crazy to put out there? Like, will Mm -hmm. someone judge me? And then I'm like, "Ah, ah, ah," like, stop the wheels. I don't care. Yes, I can. Mm -hmm. Keep going, girl. Like, get out of that headspace. It's not good. Keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. So if you kind of think about it and you're posting something and, you know, you want to post it, so you do, without the worry of people judging you, are you one of the people that kind of follow analytics and is like, I need to post because I know this performs really well? Or are you just kind of like, this is what I'm feeling right now, so this is what's going out? This is what I'm feeling. That's, this is what's going out. And honestly, I think that really true, good, authentic content will always work. doesn't matter what time it is. Mm-hmm. I think over contrived planned. It's like, for me, it's like, unless it's like coming from my gut, I'm probably not going to share it. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, so when you're sharing this stuff, is it all kind of with a common theme? Is it just kind of, you know, you enjoy this? Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about that today because I am just having way too much fun on TikTok. And (laughs) (laughs) I am sharing like a lot of the videos that I'm doing because I feel like this platform really resonates with me because it's it's totally the stuff I like to do. Absolutely. Um, And I've been sharing it on my Instagram. And I'm sure there's some people who are like, what is this? Like you host a TV show, like it's comedic. But today I was thinking, gosh, am am I so out of my lane right now? Like I'm just sharing... Mm-hmm. these funny videos, this, that. And I'm like, you know what? No, this is my, this is my lane. This is who I am. This is what I like. And this yeah. is what does it for me. So like every other woman on the planet, I have like many sides to me. And so I am not going to stay in the lane. I'm going to be my lane. And if that looks a little wonky sometimes, like mm-hmm. that's all I can do. Cause that's who I am. So maybe I'm wonky. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just create your own space. Yeah. That, that's the important part. And a lot of it for me too is sharing like, so for instance, TikTok can be funny. It can be, it can mm-hmm. be sharing emotional things from your past. The same with Instagram. Like I just think if you're sharing your true journey, it lets your friends know more of your life and who you are and how mm-hmm. you got to where you are. And for anybody who's, you know, you know, looking for inspiration, it's good. I think it's inspiring to share all of it. Yeah. 
So what would you say if you kind of had to write out a book and then summarize it real short to say a couple sentences or a paragraph about your journey and your story, what would it be? Oh my gosh. Sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I, uh, okay. I can give you a couple lines that I feel like. That's perfect. Okay. So I'd probably say fake it till you make it. Yeah. Then, you know, and, and, and just really do what you love without worrying Mm -hmm. what other people are thinking about. Um, life's a beach and then you die. My mom used to say that to me all the time. And she actually died really young and she was laughed her way through all of her stuff. And she always used to say that life's a beach and then you die. Um, but I just think be true to yourself and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and also another thing, sorry, I'm going, I'm like running on sentences. No, it's okay. Another thing I think is really big is, you know, if you're someone who's younger in life and you're feeling like, you've had so much bad luck and so many bad things have happened to you. It's so easy to feel incredibly isolated by the negative experiences in your life. Mm -hmm. But one day you will realize that everybody has negative experiences and everyone's had some kind of tragedy in their life and you are so not alone. And don't let that pain ever stop you from chasing your dreams and being your best. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's my run on paragraph. (laughs) I love it. So I often hear, you know, I see the clips of her stories and everything like this. Do you share any of your story or do you prefer sharing other people's? So on the TV show, it's everybody else's story. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm open to sharing tidbits of my, like my story and I have here and there. I actually like one of the first videos I ever did on TikTok was like a really quick clip of like, me sharing the different events of my life and it ended up getting like two, two million views like it went crazy. wow and people were like come on that's not real how can that be real and some people were like oh my gosh but it's just my my childhood was really messy and so I have started sharing more of it mm-hmm. um but it's also one of those things where like one of my kids is starting to get online now so yeah if I share any of that I like to tell her before because it can be emotional and but I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty open book if people ask me. Are you open to sharing any of those tidbits, tidbits here? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think for people who, if you, like for, on my old platform, maybe people, more people knew like part of my journey. But mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing in, like for me was I lost a parent uh, when I was mm-hmm. 11. My mom passed away from cancer. Um, and then my father was like, uh, he was not really there. He was an alcoholic. And so I was taken out of my home by children's services and sent to live with people I didn't really know who turned out to be really crappy for quite Mm -hmm. a while. And then I ran away when I was 16 and lived on my own. And I was like barely on the, almost on the streets, but I ended up making it through that. And I mean, there's lots of stuff on the way, but that's to give you a quick snapshot. Yeah. That was my childhood. Yeah. That's insane. And do you, do you still keep in touch with any of these people from your past or are you kind of? No, I, yeah, I'm totally estranged from my father. My sisters and I, I was separated from one of my sisters and with one of them for a couple years. Mm-hmm. We are like best friends. My oh, sisters that's so are good. so close. Yeah. They're like, they're my everything. That yeah. is so good. That part makes me happy. I was yeah. like a little sad yeah, for a I'm second. Like, then it, so lucky in that way. Like, yeah. We are like, so close yeah and we all have kids and families and it's just so great are your kids all close too yeah oh that's like a life goal of mine oh so nice yeah so nice and then do you all live kind of close to each other is it like longer no we don't that makes it hard what my sister's in new york which is kind of cool because we get to we go to new york quite a bit yeah 
but we do try to travel together and see each other as much as we can. So that's good. I'm taking the tips because I am far from my my siblings right now. Just so stop, stop making the effort. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like make the effort, even if it's expensive or like you're like, uh, because once you mm-hmm. do it, it's just so important to maintain that, right? Family's everything. Oh, absolutely. That's what, yeah, I try to kind of keep it up and maintain that. It can be tricky, especially as everyone's older and kind of grows their own families and lives. Uh, yeah. But I think that's an important priority. So I'm glad to hear that you're, you've still got that. What yeah. would you say that you're, so through all of this, what would you say that your current passion or purpose in life is right now? And they could be two totally different things. Um, uh, I'd say my purpose is I really enjoy making people feel good. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy either some, making someone feel less alone, less judged, or totally laugh. Like when yeah. I'd say that my purpose would be to make people feel good. My passion is like creating meaningful content, sharing meaningful stories. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Is there, this is my favorite question to ask guests and I'm pretty sure I ask everyone because I just love it. Is there one part of your story that you think is important for people to hear? Uh, Yeah, I think that it's really important for anybody to hear that you can truly overcome anything and Mm -hmm. be successful and be your best self. It doesn't matter how deep or dark or scary or ugly it is, you can overcome it. It might take a ton of work and a lot of pain, but you can overcome it and you can still be amazing and you can respect yourself and people will respect you. Incredible. Yeah. It's like one of those things that you wish you could just see as a whiteboard that floats around everywhere you go. Just the reminder of that. Well, because you think of the people who, you know, maybe have made mistakes in their lives or things have happened to them. They feel like it's just too dark to ever be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And nothing is, I don't think anything is, mostly, I don't, I think you yeah. can be forgiven. I think you can come back, you know? Yeah. So one of the things that really drew me to interviewing you for this was that, you know, you host this platform and you share these other people's stories. Um, what is there like a really memorable moment uh, that occurred during that process for you? And like, you know, if you could speak about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say one of the things that I always say when I come home after filming is that like, I, I, am, I feel so exhausted after because it's such an emotional experience. People really come and put their hearts on the table. Mm-hmm. And I love that every single woman who comes to the studio is genuinely there to share her story, to inspire and empower another woman. And there is mm-hmm. something so amazing and powerful and uniting and cool about that. And I literally, I've never had a woman come to the studio who's just about themselves and just wants promotion. It's all, they always want to inspire and help somebody else because they know they needed it at one, one point in their lives and someone did it for them. Mm-hmm. And that just like totally invigorates me and inspires me. Um, and every story no matter what the story is, I find inspiring because it's someone's life. It's their journey. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone's story should be heard and told to inspire another, you know? So I think that's what I would say about that, that just all the women are inspiring and every story like touches me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Is there one that you heard growing up um, that kind of helped you? Oh. 
Hmm. I think when I was younger, when I really wanted to be an actor, I looked up to people like in the entertainment mm -hmm. industry, probably a little too much and was kind yeah. of always looking at their stories and like who over, I, I was always looking for the person who had the worst life and mm -hmm. that they did well. You know, I was yeah. always searching for those stories. I'm like, who's had a terrible life and did well? Because that's the only person I can relate to. Right <laughs> so I think I was constantly looking for those kind of stories. I don't know that there's yeah. one in, in particular that really like, Kind of hit home for me, but I was definitely always like looking for the the person who overcame something really bad to prove to myself I could. I love it. It's so good to find that kind of like self motivation, and then yeah, yeah, you know, everyone just wants to feel less alone. Totally, like mm -hmm. everyone just wants to be happy, feel loved, and be less alone. One hundred percent. That's it, right now. Yeah. One thing I constantly find myself reminding myself is, you know, subconsciously at the end of the day, everyone's doing any action they make, they contribute to something that'll ultimately make them happy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, before getting mad at someone for something, I'm like, how, how do they see this? How is this going to try and make them happy? You know, how does that kind of alter their behavior? So I can't even remember where I heard that from, to be honest, but that was something yeah, that I was like, oh. Like how am I affecting somebody right now by mm -hmm. what I'm doing? Yeah, mm -hmm. because what like what you do can affect somebody so different differently than it would affect you too, right? That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What's yeah. your goal uh, with her stories? Do you plan on continuing it for a long time? Do you plan on doing something else? You know, I'm gonna stick with her stories for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm doing lives every week now, twice a week. Yeah, uh, where I'm talking to different women about what they're doing right now um, in this climate and how they're doing their business, talking about business, inspo, mm -hmm. fitness, health, mental health. I love uh, it. And I'm really enjoying that. Like, I just really love connecting with women. I'm sure like yourself and yeah. telling stories and lifting each other up and learning. Um, mm -hmm. But I also am really loving, you know, making funny spoof kind of videos. Too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to continue. I'm going to throw all the paper at the wall and just do all the things I like. And it. see where it goes. Just continue yeah. with that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> so how can our audience best find and or support you? And I'll okay. include whatever links in the show notes yeah. below. So you can find me on social media everywhere on like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at mm -hmm. Her Stories Co. A lot mm -hmm. of people put in Her Stories, but it's Her Stories Co. Okay. Um, so I'm there. And then my website is HerStoriesCo.com. And that's where Perfect. I host a lot of my female stories and videos. But yeah, that's my handle and you will find me there every day. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you and, so much for having uh, me. Such I appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah, me too.